Hi, you're listening to the Grace House Podcast. We are a little country church in Clinton, Arkansas, and our mission is to glorify God in love and worship, to love one another, to teach and equip disciples for Christ, to encourage the church to do something great for God, to saturate the earth with the gospel so that multitudes will be saved. Thanks for joining us, and here is our pastor, Terry Simpson. God put it on my heart that 2023-23 was going to be the year of God's blessing upon Grace Church. You may not believe that yet, but I'm telling you, this is the year of God's blessing upon Grace Church. You'll see it. We just witnessed some of it. Now, if God's going to bless us, then we need to know so we can recognize what the blessings are. If we're blessed with our father Abraham, with the blessings of Abraham, we need to know what the blessings of Abraham are so that we'll recognize it and say, I'm going to receive that. I'm going to, I'm going to. We, we need to know what the blessings are. Okay? And we need to know how to obtain those blessings. Because the blessings of Abraham are the blessings of God. God blessed Abraham. And I want you to turn with me, if you will, to Galatians. This is our text for this whole series on Abraham. Galatians chapter 3. In order to be blessed, you've got to be delivered from the curse of the law. And Jesus took care of both of those things. I've preached on this numerous times, especially in the last three or four weeks. Verse 13, but Christ has redeemed us from the curse pronounced by the law. Reading from the New Living Translation. The curse of the law. We're all guilty. None of us deserve to be blessed. We are under the curse. Why are we under the, were we under the curse? Because we have sinned. The wages of sin is death. Sin produces death in a person's relationship with God and relationship with others. But Jesus took the curse. Jesus rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When did he do that? When he was hung on the cross. He took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. Amen. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Then verse 14, the positive side of this, I might say, through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles. Any Gentiles here? Well, we got one or two. <laughs> Probably everybody here is a Gentile. We Gentiles, if you're not a Jew. Uh, through Christ, God has blessed, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing, the same blessing he pronounced to Abraham. So we've been finding out what is the blessing that was pronounced on Abraham. We're going to find that out, what we're talking about. You are blessed with the same blessing he he promised to Abraham. By the way, he gives the promise first. Not only do we need to know what the blessings are and how to obtain the blessings, we need to know how how to answer the challenges for us getting those blessings. There are challenges. The devil does not want you to be blessed. And he will do everything he can to keep God's blessings from you. 
That's what he does, and he does a good job. He will put thoughts in your mind, contrary thoughts to blessing. I don't deserve to be blessed. Well, nobody does. Hello. So Wednesday night, I'm going to talk about the challenges to the blessings. And you're, you, can, you can hear these messages and say, okay, I'm going to believe that. And, and, and then, lo, lo and behold, you turn around and, and it doesn't look like it's coming to pass. Surprise, surprise. Check with Abraham. <laughs> he went through many difficulties before the promises were fulfilled in his life. Came up with many different schemes because he couldn't wait. There are challenges to you receiving the blessings, and you need to know what they are and how to answer them. Can I get an amen? Y'all, yeah, saying amen is okay. It's all, yeah. Uh, verse 14 again Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessings he promised Abraham. So that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Now, Wednesday night, I don't know how I could preach a more important sermon than Wednesday night. If you didn't get the notes back there or listen to it on Facebook Live and you weren't able to be here because of the weather, you need to get that because the first two blessings is what I talked about. The first two blessings comes automatically to those who are saved. The other four are not automatic. They've been given to us. But they're not automatic. The first two blessings are the greatest blessings. Matter of fact, you don't get in on the other blessings without these two blessings. What are they, you say? They are to be justified by faith. Abraham was justified by faith, and it was credited to him for righteousness. God declared Abraham righteous before him. That was before the law was given. There was no ritual to perform. There was no rule, no law. It was 400 years before the law. It came to him by faith. You are declared just before God, righteous before God, simply because you believed in Jesus. Amen. Amen. And that justification gives you eternal life. You are justified and you'll never be less than justified. The second blessing is the blessing of the, of the Holy Spirit here, it says here. Uh, it gave us the Spirit. That's the new birth. Those who believe in Jesus not only are justified in the sight of God, declared right with God, but they're also born again, born of the Spirit. You're born into the family of God. Jesus said, marvel not that I said to you, you must be born again. And so the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, and you are born again. You are a child of God. And there's nothing you can do. This, oh, this is so awesome. There's nothing you can do to change that. Can you do anything to no longer be the child of your parents? No, you can't do anything. You are a child of God, and, and you are sealed by the Holy Spirit, and those things equip you and make you qualified to go to heaven when you die. Amen. Amen. But those are not the only two blessings. Some would have us to believe that's the only blessings of Abraham there are. By the way, the blessings of Abraham is, is said, spoken of as singular, but it's a plenary blessing. It means that within that one blessing, there's a, there are different aspects of the blessing. It's like... There's one God, but three persons. There's a plenary in the Godhead. There's one baptism, but there's really four kinds of baptism. So there's, there's one blessing, but within that blessing of Abraham, I've counted at least six. I've given you the first two Wednesday night, last time, and I'll give you the uh, three more uh, this time, and then uh, next Sunday morning we'll give you, give you the sixth one. There may be more, I don't know. But I do know this. These blessings... Uh, come, uh, people, people want you to believe, and I talk to these people all the time. The, the first two 
are the only ones that's real in the New Testament. The other four, they're not real. Because, you know, uh, we're, 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 we're of a different dispensation. We're of a different uh, covenant, whatever. Well, book of Hebrews says we're under a better covenant than Abraham had, I mean, than the law had. And so uh, these things are not, okay, I got those, that's all I want. And I tell people, if that's all you want, you probably didn't get them. I just want my ticket punched to heaven and I can get on with my miserable life and do what I want to do. No, 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 no. There are four other blessings that God promised to Abraham and fulfilled in his life. Amen. And these are, the, the, the first two are foundational. They're, they're the foundation for the other four. Amen. And so uh, our goal is to get everybody we can to the first two blessings. Amen. We preach the gospel, and they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. They're justified in the sight of God, and they're born again. That's great. That'll get them to heaven. But there's more to the blessings of God than just going to heaven when you die. Amen. The other four take care of life on planet Earth. See, and you're, that's important to you. How do I know that's important to you? Because you, you get an education. You go to skilled, skilled trade school. You work your... Uh, work yourself fingers to the bone. Uh, you spend your whole life to get these things, and God says, that's a blessing that I give to my children. Not that you're not supposed to work, but I'm trying, trying to say, they're important to you. God doesn't say, okay, you believed on Jesus now, you're saved, and now, uh, goodbye, uh, lots of luck, do the best you can, out of, I'm out of here. No, 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 no. Most of the Bible, I, I think it's over 90%, I've never counted it up, but I, surely it's over 90% of the Bible, was written to teach us about life on planet Earth. Yes. Hello? We think it's just how to get to heaven. No, no, that's the foundation. You don't want to have the other blessings without the, the foundation. If all you have is, if all there was was justification and, and a new birth, I would follow Jesus anyway. I would believe in Jesus. I'd be a Christian anyway if there was no more. But there is more. What? There's more? Yeah, there's more. And what I'm going to talk about in this, this message and, and Wednesday night and next Sunday morning is the more. The more. I like a buffet. Amen. <laughs> Food is my favorite dish, but buffet is my favorite meal. Why do I like a buffet? There's more. There, I can eat my plate full of food. There's more. And you walk up there, yeah. And, and when you look at these other blessings, it's kind of like, okay, you got your meat and potatoes, and you like that, and, and you go, okay. So, but I've got some dessert for you. <laughs> right? You're not going to go, no, this is all I want. This is all I want. I don't know about you, but I love dessert. Matter of fact, I, get to the, I eat the other two to get to the dessert. <laughs> I mean, I like chocolate cake. I like chocolate pie. I like brownies. Most anything chocolate and sweet, I'll eat it. They start chocolate coating crickets, I'll eat them. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say, well, I don't want any dessert because I've got my meat and potatoes. No, no, no. I want everything that God has for me. I want justification. I want the new birth. And I want these other things that God has for me enabled me to live on this planet. The goal is to bring as many people to the first two blessings as we can. What better way to do that than to show them that God has blessed us in other areas? Yeah. So, let's look at the first one. Wealth. 
prosperity. Prosperity. Let me say this to you. You don't have to believe these. You can miss the dessert if you want to. You cannot believe any of these things I'm going to mention this morning. And as long as you believe that Jesus has been justified before God and born again, you're going to heaven when you die. But you're going to miss a lot of blessings on this earth. And I don't want you to do that. And God doesn't want you to do that. So you, you don't have to believe this. This is not essential to going to heaven. Are we clear on that? Yeah. Okay. Well, this, is a, this, is, this is good for living on the earth and being able to be blessed so that you can bless others. This is called Abraham. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. God blesses us not to be a blessing. Not so we can hoard the blessing so that we can pass it on. If, you, if God can get it through you, he will get it to you. Holly said that to me last night, and I went, i got to write that down. i got to use that. If God can get it through you, he will get it to you. Now, God's against greed. So we're not, we're not just wanting wealth to be wealthy. We're wanting wealth so we can help the church and help poor people, starving people. There are more starving people on planet Earth today than there's ever been in the history of mankind. And you're, you're trying to eke out a living just to pay your family. What if, you think God doesn't want you to have everything you need and more so you can help other people and while you're helping them, give a testimony to Jesus? Amen. Amen. But I want you to look at Abraham. Look at chapter 13. Uh, Genesis 13, sorry. Genesis 13. Now, it says in verse 1, Abraham, Abram uh, left Egypt. Egypt is a... Is a, is a uh, foreign country, they hate Jews. They hate shepherds, and they hate Jews. That's still true to this day. So he'd been down there living. You'd think this guy's going to come back whipped, poor? No. And travel north into the Negev. You know what the Negev is? That's the southern southern part of Israel. That's desert. The Negev. So Abraham comes out of Egypt, and he camps in the desert, Look, along with his wife and Lot and all that he, they owned. Look at verse 2. Abram was very rich. How rich was Abram? Very rich. He's the father of our faith, by the way. In livestock, just so you don't think that's, well, he's, his, bless his, his heart was blessed. You know, he had a lot of peace and he had a lot of, and that's good. You know? No, no, no. He, was, he had that. Uh, rich in livestock, silver, and gold. You see that? Abraham was very rich. Uh, I want you to see something. Chapter 24, verse 1. I think it's where I want to go. Genesis 24, 1. If it's not, we'll go back. Yeah, 24, 1. Look at this. Uh, Abraham was now a very old man, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. Wouldn't you like that? God says, here's the blessing. It's yours. You don't have to have it to get to heaven, but you can have it on this earth. Amen. Now, you say, okay, is that is this the only place to talk to the Bible? Go to Proverbs uh, chapter 10. I want to show you a verse. Proverbs chapter 10. Uh, sometimes you can make the simplest statement, and people get so irate at you. You know, uh, and here's a simple statement. Verse 22. Proverbs, I guarantee you, if I, if I quoted this on Facebook, my page, I would have a hundred people condemn me. I'm telling you. 
Somehow people just said, oh, you're, you're preaching a prosperity gospel. Well, hello, you don't mean to preach a poverty gospel? You believe in Jesus and you'll be poor the rest of your life. Look what it says in verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes a person... Say it out loud. Rich. I didn't mean that. Well, you know what? There's a, lot, there's a lot of sorrow that comes from riches. Well, look what it says. And he adds, God adds no sorrow with it. Well, a lot of people have been made wealthy, and they, and they ruined their life. But that's not true of you. Why? Because you know the Lord. you got the Holy Spirit living in you. You can handle it. I don't know if I can handle it. Well, you, would you like to try? Hello. But uh, what about the New Testament? There, let's, let's look at the New Testament. Go with me to uh, 3 John chapter 2. An inspired prayer. 3 John chapter 2. Written by none other than John the Apostle. You know, the guy that wrote the gospel. The guy that wrote the book of Revelation. He also said this. 3 John verse 2. Uh, there's only one chapter. So it's not John, 1 John 1, 2. It's 1 John chapter, uh, verse 2. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you. And that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Now, let me give you uh, the uh, Greek translation, the, treat, the Greek meaning. Hope all is well with you. He says, uh, and most of your translations will have this out. I don't know why the New Living Translation doesn't do it. Uh, I, I hope and pray, I pray that you will prosper and be in health. Prosper. Don't be uh, negative about prosperity. Do you want your kids to prosper? Hello. You think, you think you're a better father than God? He wants you to prosper. Why? So you can be a blessing to other people. Not so you can hard it and build bigger. That man's problem was not that he was rich and, 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 and built bigger barns. The man's problem was he, he, he kept it for himself. There's none of that in the Bible. We'll say, well, Jesus was poor. Well, it says he became poor that we might be rich. By the way, he was poor on the cross. He wasn't poor any other time. That was just on the cross. Oh, you say he wasn't poor enough? No, 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 no. At one time, he fed 5,000 men plus women and children and had leftovers <laughs> and did it in the desert. <laughs> and just to top that off, he did it again with 4,000. Fed all the women and children and 4,000 men and had leftovers. I'll tell you, if you could do that, and, and, and Peter couldn't catch anything, and so Jesus said, cast your net over there. So he brought in two boatloads, and they almost sank the boats. That's not a poor man that could do that. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. Not a poor man. So uh, I just want you to, just to settle in your heart and your mind the possibility that God wants me to prosper so that I can help my children prosper. That's next Sunday. So that I can help my neighbors and loved ones. So that I can send the gospel around the world. Hello? There's nothing wrong with that. Amen. I can show you a lot more verses. Uh, so, uh, prosperity. How about health? Look with me, if you will, at, uh, we're looking at Abraham here. Uh, Genesis 25, health. And I guarantee you, if I made the statement and I've done this, God wants you well, all kinds of people rise up. Ah, oh, what a terrible doctrine. I'm going, hello? 
Have you read the Gospels where Jesus went about healing all who were oppressed of the devil? I'm not making that up. That's what he did. Find a page in the New Testament where Jesus wasn't healing somebody. He never refused healing to anybody. Never. Only to some people in Nazareth because they did not believe him. But look what it says here. Uh, Genesis 25, verse 7. Abraham lived for 175 years, and he died in a ripe old age. He was ripe. (laughs) I love that. He was ripe. Ripe for the picking. Having lived a long and satisfying life. You see that? Isn't that amazing? And there's not any verse in the Bible that says anything about Abraham being sick. 175 years strong. Moses was 120 years. He was not weak in his body one day of his life. Oh, what if if God wanted you to be healthy? Turn to chapter 20, verse 17, Genesis 20, 17. Not only was Abraham healthy, uh, he prayed for people and they got healed. Uh, let's see if I need it again. Genesis uh, 2017, yeah. Look at this. Thank you over there. Whoever said that over there, I'm glad. 2017. Then Abimelech took some of the sheep and goats, cattle and male and female servants, and he presented them to Abraham. That's another king. They made Abraham rich. Well, he was rich before, but they made him richer. He also turned returned his wife Sarah to him. Remember the whole story. Abimelech said, look over my land and choose any place where you would like to live. This is cool. This is an, an, a Gentile enemy king. Abraham had invaded his territory and told a lie about Sarah being his sister when it was actually his wife. And Abimelech says, I'm going to give you anything you see. How would you like for the governor to say that to you? How would you like for, well, if the United States government said it to you, it probably wouldn't mean anything because they don't have anything. We're $30 trillion in debt, so I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be so happy about that. But he says, he says look over my land and choose any place you, uh, you would like to live. And he said to Sarah, look, I am giving your brother, that's Abram, 1,000 pieces of silver in the presence of all these witnesses this is to compensate for any wrong I may have done to you. This will settle any claim against me, and your, your reputation is clear. Look at verse 17. Ab- then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife and his fellow female servants, so they could have children. The Lord has caused all the children, women, to be infertile because of what happened to, to Abraham. So the point is, verse 17, Abraham prayed and God healed all the, 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 the women in his kingdom. Amen. So that's one of the blessings. You know, people ask me this all the time. If, if, if God heals people, how's anybody ever going to die? That's a, that boggles people's mind until I say, oh, same way Abraham died. Same way Moses died. Same way Jesus died. How did Jesus die? Well, they crucified him. They killed him. No, he said, nobody takes my life. Did he say that? 
Nobody takes my life. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to pick it back up again. Here's, uh, but of all they did to him, it says this, Jesus gave up the ghost. Into your hands I commend my spirit, and he died. What's wrong with that? I have known people, more than, uh, several people, who have done just that. Not hang on, but I mean just give up the ghost. Mr. Fessman was in his 80s, been used by God mightily down through. He started like 40 churches in California. And he retired, moved to Mojave Valley where I was pastor. And he was, the uh, only thing he could pretty much do regularly was give the announcement, read the bulletin in front of the church, and he kept messing up. And so he died. And so he was a dear old man, uh, a great old man. And so I went to uh, see Mrs. Festerman, and, and they already had him in the, in, the, in the funeral home. I said, so what happened to him? Now, I've heard this, I've heard this several times from people. She said, well, he came home one day from church, Sunday morning church, sat down in that rocker and said to me, I'm done. The Lord is finished with me here on this planet. And before he got out of that rocker, he was gone. He wasn't sick. The, 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 uh, the death certificate said old age. <laughs> See, these simple things can be answered. Just, just suppose God wanted to heal you and your children. Whoa, what a blessing that would be. Don't argue. I will talk about these challenges you're going to get to all this stuff. Usually religious people present the biggest arguments. But people who believe the Bible. Okay, let me, let me get to number three. Number three is uh, the blessing of victories in your life. The blessing of victories. Turn back to... Uh, Genesis, I'm going to go to chapter 14. There's only one time that we know of that Abraham went to war. Let me tell you about it. It's in in Genesis 14, uh, verses 1 through uh, 16. Let me tell you the story. This is really cool. Lot is living down in the valley where Sodom and Gomorrah were and all the cities of the plain. Abraham's up in the mountains. And so five enemy armies come together and attack the cities of the plain and conquer them. Took all their wealth. It's a very wealthy place. That's why Lot chose it to live there. And then took them captive all the way north into Syria, above Damascus. That's a lot of miles when you're traveling by foot and by camel. So Abraham hears about it. He said, no, 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 not today, Satan. Not today. So he gathers, listen to this, he had 318 people that served him, and he paid for them, paid them, that served him, who were crack warriors, green berets, gathered those 300-something men who worked for him, his servants, and went after Lot, and went up there and defeated the five kings and their armies, and brought all the loot I didn't even think of that. All the loot and lot. <laughs> Write that down. I can, I can get it off Facebook Live. He brought all the loot and lot. I remember watching uh, Gunsmoke one time, and uh, Doc is having this conversation with uh, Festus. Festus is not the sharpest knife in the drawer, you know what I mean? And Doc is always getting in an argument with him about something. So Festus had come into a little money. 
So Doc asked him, what are you going to do with the money? He said, well, I thought I'd go out on the edge of town there and buy me a little lot. And, and Doc says, no, no, Doc said that. Doc said, Doc said he came in with some money, so Festus asked him what he was going to do with it. And so he said, I'm going to go out there and buy me a little lot. And Festus goes, now, Doc, you can't buy a little lot. He said, what do you mean? You, can't, you either got a little or you got a lot. You can't have a little lot. <laughs> you got to understand the mind of Festus here. I understand him perfectly. So Abram brings back Lot and the loot. And the king of Sodom wanted to give him the loot. He said, no, I don't need it. I don't want anybody thinking you made me rich. He was already rich. He was wealthy. And so the only fight that we know of that Abraham had, he was victorious. Wouldn't it be a great blessing on your life if you won every battle that Satan threw at you? Our enemies are not flesh and blood anymore. Our enemies are, are, are principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world. And we've been given armor. We've been given the name of Jesus to fight. God does not want you defeated in your life. Let me tell you something. You can go to heaven poor. Or you can go to heaven rich. Pearl Bailey said, I've been a rich Christian. I've been a poor Christian. I'd rather be a rich Christian. You can go to heaven sick. I mean, really, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you won't go to heaven. You can go to heaven sick or you can go to heaven healthy. Amen. After living a long life, long and strong. You, 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 can go to, you can go to heaven defeated or you can go to heaven victorious. Paul's in prison, about to have his head chopped off, and he writes a book on joy. That's not a defeated guy at all. Matter of fact, he says, they got me in prison, but, but I'm witnessing to the guards, and they're filling Caesar's palace. Not the casino in Las Vegas, but Caesar's palace, the king, Pharaoh, uh, the king, uh, with Christians, and they're going all over the Roman world. Things couldn't be better. <laughs> Read it. Philippians chapter 1. Things couldn't be better. Right? That's a victorious man. God, Jesus didn't die on the cross and rise from the dead for you to be defeated by every demon that comes along in your life, for your family to be destroyed. Amen. You have the victory. We sing songs about this all the time. We have the victory in Jesus' name. We have the victory. Take the victory, take the weapons, put on the armor, and go to battle and run that rascal out of your house. Amen. Victory. So we talk about prosperity, we're talking about health, we're talking about victory. What is wrong with any of these things? There's nothing wrong with them. They're the blessings of God. Can I be a Christian without those? Yeah, you can. But you won't have much effect. Who's going to want to hear what you have to say if you're defeated all the time? Well, boy, I sure want to be like you. Nobody's going to want that. The best way to get them to justification and a new birth is to live out the rest of the blessing. What is different about you? you? I mean, everybody else is in economic woes, but you're, you're being blessed. Yeah? Let me tell you why I'm being blessed. Jesus has blessed me. Amen. Amen. So it all depends on whether you're going to believe it or not. <laughs> Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. It all depends on whether you're going to believe it or not. Not making this up. 
Everything comes from God by faith. Everything. All the blessings of God are coming by faith. You can say, I don't believe that. Then fine. Don't believe it. Well, I want to go to heaven. Well, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will. But you're missing out on the dessert. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss out on the, on the dessert. I can do without a lot of things. Slimy okra. <laughs> olives. Oh. I don't even want to be in the same room with an olive. <laughs> but you probably can't name a dessert that I don't want a part of it. Amen? God says these are the blessings. And this is the buffet. You can walk past the dessert if you want to, but not me. Not me. I don't even normally go to the salad bar. You know? <laughs> I may get a little something on a little salad, you know. But I want the meat and potatoes and, the, and the, all that good stuff, you know? Well, you can have... I hate to say it because I'm going to get some flack over this, I know. You can have it all. The blessing of Abraham given to the Gentiles. That's us. Hallelujah. Churches need you to be blessed. The world needs you to be blessed. Think of what you could do if God opened up the windows of heaven and poured you out blessings that you weren't able to receive. Oh, wait a minute, minute. that's in the Bible. (laughs) And your barns will be filled. Malachi 3.10, ring a mill. Bring all the tithes to the storehouse and test me in this. See if I open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you can't even receive. Wow. And it's not a matter of earning it. If you check the Bible, God blessed them. Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, on down through the line. You know the Israel? I know it's late. i got to tell you this. Israel in the wilderness, after they came out of Egypt, built the most expensive building on earth. It's called the tabernacle. If you're reading through the Daily Walk Bible and trying to get through the Bible in a year, we covered that this week. And it hit me. They built the most expensive building in the world. They were former slaves, been slaves for 430 years, and they built it in the middle of a desert. And that building, there was the mercy seat uh, with the the Ark of the Covenant, and it was gold. The cherubim wingspan 15 feet across, as high, 15 feet high, on top of the mercy seat, solid gold. All the things in the tabernacle had to be covered with costly gemstone. Have you ever wondered where they got all this money? Silver and gold and costly gemstones and fine fabric? These are slaves in the middle of a desert. Where'd they get this money? Where'd they get all this gold? Here's what it says. You can look it up. As they were leaving Egypt, God put it in the hearts of the Egyptians to meet them on the side of the road and give them their wealth. <laughs> well, amen, Brother Terry. That's a good word right there. Thank you for your thunderous applause. I appreciate it. <laughs> amen. Praise God. God can set a table 
in the, in the wilderness, in the desert. You got your cup full? Good. There's more. What did the psalmist say? Psalm 23, 5. My cup runneth over. What's the running over about? That's running over is here. Here, you take some. You take it. Right? I, I want my cup full, but I want it running over. God says, I'll make your cup run over. You'll have more than you need so you can bless people who don't have everything they need. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As soon as the world starts seeing this in us, they'll start wanting to know why we're different from everybody else. And that's when people are going to start getting saved. It's going to happen in this church and around the world. Father, we thank you for this time together in your word. Bless your people. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your love. Thank you for Jesus and his blood that was shed on the cross so we might be declared right with God through faith in his name. Be born again. Hallelujah. Thank you for your blessings that we have on this earth. Help us to respond appropriately in Jesus' name. Amen.